Have you ever strained a muscle or experienced throwing your back out while exercising? You're not alone. Muscle strains are very common. Actually, they're one of the most common injuries people experience during exercise. The pain can be acute and temporary, but some exercise injury can result in much needed physical therapy. Our expert discussion will help you better understand what you can do before you begin exercising. This includes learning how your body needs to move, stretch, and strengthen so you can prevent strain and unwarranted stress on the body. Our next guest experts are David and Caitlin Beiser of Atlas Strength and Wellness. David Beiser is a corrective exercise specialist and is a trained check. It stands for Corrective Exercise and High Performance Kinesiology Practitioner. Their mission is to guide and educate people to reach the next pinnacle in their fitness and health journeys. Atlas Strength and Wellness encompasses a blend of holistic lifestyle coaching, corrective exercise, and soft tissue release techniques with strength and conditioning in order to improve each client's quality of life. Without further ado, David and Caitlin Beiser of Atlas Strength and Wellness. You are listening to the Flip and Shift Expert Series podcast with Julie Waltz. We're doing fantastic and feeling blessed. Uh, Thank you for having us as guests. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Okay. Thank you for being here because I feel blessed and honored to know you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> We've worked a little bit together, so I know yeah. I've gotten to know you guys a little bit more. All right. Looking tell forward me- to more. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. So tell me, you guys, where are you located? And just we'll get a little bit more into detail about the specifics of your life. Sure. Um, we are a husband and wife team located in Appleton, Wisconsin, which is about, if you know Wisconsin, we're about 30, about a 30 minute drive southwest of Green Bay. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're both from Wisconsin and we love the change of seasons, but right now we're ready for spring. <laughs> yeah, we got some, some ice storms and yeah, all sorts of things. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I'm a fellow Midwestern, so I, I understand your pain. Yeah. We used to come up your way to play around and do snowmobiling stuff and all sorts of fun things up in your direction. Green Bay, like that area is really fun. It is. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I get it right now. We're all just kind of getting in that let's get this crap, this snowy stuff, ice, get it out. Let's start spring, right? right? Yeah. We (laughs) want to see green again. Mm -hmm. I do too. I I'm, I'm now in, I'm from Illinois, but I'm now in Montana. So I'm, I'm kind of over it. I gotta be honest. So, (laughs) all right, cool. Well, thank you for that. Now, if you guys don't mind, give us a little bit of personal insight on your family life um, and then how you both got started doing this type of work. Yeah. So we both grew up in small towns, uh, David grew up on a hobby farm. I grew up next to a dairy farm. So, <laughs> so we had the farm kid, uh, farm kid scenery. <laughs> uh, we are actually first time homeowners. It's pretty new still. Yeah. And uh, we're celebrating our five-year wedding anniversary this July. So. Oh, you guys are newlyweds. I love <laughs> it. That's wonderful. <laughs> okay, David, tell me a little bit about what led you into this work. Sure. Uh, honestly, this work wasn't necessarily my first endeavor. Uh, even as a, as uh, as I was growing up, I was always interested in you know strength and fitness and uh, you know all different aspects of exercise, wanting to be more athletic. But you know, I didn't want to. It wasn't my career, so I actually started off focusing on aviation, specifically missionary aviation. Um, but God had other plans. Um, I uh, ran into some health challenges. 
And I think God really used those health challenges to redirect me into uh, more of holistic health, um, which really kind of revamped how I thought about exercise, strength and conditioning. And uh, um, so then I went on, you know, my education was all based off of, uh, based off of that. So, um, so, so my passion is really becoming healthier and stronger and helping other people become healthy and stronger, you know, really as people, not just in a physical sense. Um, so we really want to be healthier in all aspects of life. Uh, even though when people come in to see us, their initial focus is maybe fitness or strength and conditioning, but we really want to get them, get them thinking a little bit differently about their, their, you know, their whole person. Absolutely. And I think we all have a little bit of a, I always try to find a common ground. We all have a connection because, um, we've all come some sort from some sort of, um, health challenge and then learned a lot. And then now we're like, this is what we want to do. We want to help and teach people, which mm -hmm. is wonderful. Yeah. All right, Caitlin, tell us right. a little bit about um, what led you into this work. And you can share any personal stories just like David. I, I appreciate that. Sure. I wanted to be in the health and fitness industry since I was a senior in high school. I just knew I loved it. Um, at a, let's see, I think I started exercising regularly at age 14. I was playing competitive tennis. Um, I actually got certified in a format of group fitness while I was even still in high school <laughs> uh, because I just knew that I wanted to lead people in exercise. Um, throughout my undergrad trek in kinesiology, I focused on teaching a variety of group fitness and uh, while going to school, obviously for it. And just wanted to start building my resume to, to be in the industry. But I will say I'm pretty confident that it was actually pain and chronic illness that led me to wanting to dive deeper into learning so much that I didn't know yet. And it really shaped how I view health and strength and conditioning, um, similar to David's story where pain and, and illness just really, uh, drove that passion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. So when did you start dealing with pain? Was it pretty early I, on? Uh, it was shortly after my graduation from college. So I would say in my mid twenties, I started to develop some, some pain. Yeah. I think that's kind of similar to my journey with pain and chronic illness. And I'm assuming David's probably started as some of your issues start in your twenties or earlier than that. Yeah. Mine actually started in the twenties. Uh, I was actually in, um, aviation school when I came down with Crohn's disease. Um, and I couldn't even fly anymore. So, um, so I wasn't really, um, you know, just with a lot of the, uh, um, you know, digestive issues and health issues, I wasn't going to be a missionary necessarily. So, um, you know, the, it all kind of, I just got redirected into trying to fix myself first. And then that's what kind of really gave me the passion for really helping other people. Yeah. It's put that mask on concept, right? Yeah. The airplane, right? Put the mask on and then we can yeah. help others. I love right. it. Yeah, thank that's, you. that's a good one. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Okay. You guys are a dynamic duo in your profession. So, um, please share some of the reasons why you work well as a team and how it impacts your clients. I'm going to start with David. Sure. Um, we really complement each other well. Um, you know, we, we both coach holistically um, and we both fully participate in all of our services. Um, so, but we really have different coaching styles. <laughs> I tend to be more introverted and reserved. Um, you know, I love reading, you know, I mean, give me a good book and I'm good, you know. 
Um, I love the assessment of the problem solving. I love learning. Um, you know, I'm just not the creative outgoing one, but that's where Caitlin shines. <laughs> yes. I get you. My husband and I are very much like that. I hear you on that. <laughs> Caitlin, what's your thoughts? Well, just like David mentioned, he's definitely very gifted in assessment, problem solving. I love watching his brain work during assessments. Um, it's so fun for me to to uh, be be in those assessments. He has a lot of really great experience and skills. And so Yes, I'm more extroverted. I love coaching. I love coaching individuals, but I, I also really love the group setting. Um, I love connecting people. And I love being a resource in ways that allows David to really use his skills more efficiently and impact people, um, you know, impact more people. So I like saying, I, you know, I like feeling like I'm giving a painter his paintbrush and paint. <laughs> I love that. That's what I would tell my husband when I, when I see him, when he gets back home, I am, I'm the, the, the what you said, you're the paintbrush. Are you the paintbrush? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm giving the, uh, painter his paintbrush and paint. So, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love it. I I'm love the supplier. It. You're, the, you're the supplier. Okay. Then I guess I'm the supplier to my husband. So I think it's wonderful. We have a lot in common. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for that. You guys. We're going to transition into the topic that we're going to discussing today. Exercise is amazing in so many ways, as you guys have demonstrated and talked about. However, strain and sprain happens. I know for myself, um, I know there's a little bit of gray, you know, when people are like, did I really sprain my, you know, my calf muscle, or is that just a growing pain when I start an exercise regimen? And we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. But muscle strains are very common. They're one of the most common injuries people experience. So let's discuss why this happens and break down the stats on sprains and strains. So I'm going to give a little bit of um, some site referencing, and that will be in the description of this episode. But I want to talk about this, and then you guys can break this down a little bit more. According to a study on muscle injuries and in exercise fitness facilities presenting in emergency departments, overall 2,800. 873 cases. Let me repeat that again. Overall, 2,873 cases were identified that specified the exact cause of injury associated with injuries that occurred at fitness facilities. Injuries due to overexertion, which I know I've done, were most common overall. 36.2% of all cases, as well as the main cause of injuries related to general free weight activities, 52.6% of this activity in group exercises constituted 35.9%. I think that's kind of high. <laughs> I mean, don't you guys? Yeah, this is, yeah, that, that's pretty high. This is an interesting study because it actually pieces out the injuries that are just, that's just due to overexertion, which um, is really quite fascinating because obviously you don't want to count the things where somebody's just dropping something or running into somebody else. But, you know, it's the rate or prevalence or incidence of injury is probably a lot higher because, I mean, this only included the ones that actually had to seek medical attention. Um, but I'm sure we've all probably been in a gym where you see a lot of people, they've got elbow wraps, knee wraps, weight belts, all that kind of stuff because, you know, they're all in pain. Um, and, uh, or you see somebody who's working out really hard and they don't see him for a couple of weeks because, um, they're, they're nursing an injury. So, yeah. um, so this, yeah. yeah, this really leaves one to ask how many injuries aren't yeah, really severe enough to even be reported. 
people are just silently suffering at home. Yeah. Like, well, I yeah. just can't go, I can't go to the gym this week and it's going to be hard for me to get around at work. Yeah. There's a lot involved. So uh, I think you're right. I was like, it's high, but it's gotta be higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the sad that was thing my is thoughts. that the sad thing is that strength conditioning and fitness programs, they really, they sh- they're supposed to be designed to improve health and function and reduce risk of injury in sport, work, and life. So the gym is where people should not get hurt. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes. So, you know, but unfortunately, many people view their fitness regimen. I don't want to say maybe not unfortunately, but a lot of times people view their fitness regimen as their sport. So they are pushing it as hard as they possibly can, which eventually is going to end up in overtraining and feeling worse. Um, so some of us can probably relate to this. I mean, we push, we push it hard and there are times where you're like, okay, I need to recognize where I need that rest recovery or patience in the progression of fitness. Um, and that's where I think, um, we really try to guide people to understand that. I totally want you guys to come back. Cause I want, I think we need to, I think there's a lot of things. I, I see it with my child, um, who's, almost 16 who's it's all about going to the gym now or you know it's the cool thing to do right yeah so um I'm, I'm pretty aging I'm aging myself here but um it's so interesting because he'll come home and it'll explain to me all what he did and I'm like that sounds like a lot of stress like a lot of mm-hmm. you know stress on your larger muscle systems so yeah I think um some of these misconceptions in the gym I would love for you guys to come back and talk a little bit about um you know Really, what is it? What does it mean to have rest and recovery? Maybe even breaking it down between sets. What does that look like? What do you do between sets? Because I see everything at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have seen yep. everything as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So please come back on, on the podcast and we'll talk more about that. I think a lot of people would like to, to learn more. Okay, yeah. so we're going to go to muscle strains are caused by overstretch stretching and tearing muscle fibers, usually due to excessive force from a sport or activity. In addition, a strain can be a result of accumulative trauma from repetitive use. The two most common muscle groups that get strains are hamstrings and lower back. What have you seen in your practice? Uh We've had a lot of clients who have been exercise enthusiasts and athletes. Uh, we've also had clients who they just work hard. They've got physical jobs. They work hard. And, you know, they're really kind of keyed into their their performance at their job. And, you know, lower back for sure, sacroiliac joint, which kind of goes along with the low back there, um, but also shoulder are the most common ones that we see. Um, we also see people that struggle with limitations in the hip and the knee, but that a lot of times that's actually coming from the low back or that lumbopelvic hip area. Uh, we do see hamstrings, but you know the hamstrings can be a factor that's addressed in the corrective process. It almost seems to be like the hamstrings are going to get strained because of the imbalance that's in you know that whole lumbopelvic hip area or what's coming uh, you know from the low back. So the um, you know a lot of times you know you know what what's really you know put out in the industry a lot or in, in the field a lot is you know really strengthening the posterior chain. So, you know, getting, you know, the hamstrings, the glutes, the low back, the upper back, everything working together in that posterior chain so that, you know, a muscle like the hamstrings isn't trying to create, you know, carry all the weight of somebody trying to really kind of explode, um, you know, out of a, out of a, you know, you know, athletic position or something like that. So there's actually um, a really good editorial on this that we would direct people to. Um, it's titled the middle cross syndrome, new insights into core function. 
Um, it really kind of goes into, you know, some of, it is a little technical, um, but it goes into some of the, some of the intricacies that we need to think about with achieving balance, you know, movement balance in the body. Cause a lot of times when there's, you know, in these muscle imbalances, you know, then that's putting a lot of excess stress on the joints and, you know, certain muscles are going to be working too hard. They're going to be too tight. And those are the ones that are going to be really susceptible to strain. Um, so the real, the real takeaway is that, you know, there's, it's, it, you know, we really need to be, you know, um, aware uh, and watchful about these muscle imbalances because it's going to affect joint function and it's going to affect, you know, um, you know, muscle health and function. So we really want to assess these in people before they, hopefully before they get hurt, not after they get hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's interesting that you said that. And I'm just going to speak from a personal experience because this is really good information. Um, I, I was having some pain in my left hip and, um, you know, and I went to the, to a, uh, a chiropractic office and, and I didn't know, and my pain kind of comes and goes, um, and I have a little bit of a structural shift. So a little bit of scoliosis and, um, but I went to the chiropractor due to headaches, migraines in the back of my neck. This is bringing up some things. So as I was going to the chiropractor, they were working on my lower part of my back. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really hurt as much. My real problem is up here. <laughs> and, um, he was explaining how, I structurally have shifted having babies and things happen. He said, and so really this muscle group is compensating for this muscle group. So I started to understand that it's just not one, you know, muscle group involved with that little area that's hurting. It's also other areas that are creeping in and kind of giving me some warning signals that there's problems there. So I think that's really fascinating. Um, and I noticed it more when I started doing a lot more weightlifting I'm like, oh yeah, that darn hip, it's messing yep. with that. Yeah, right. So you've explained it. Yep. So I really appreciate that. It kind of rung, you know, it, it kind of reminded me of that experience. Awesome. Okay. So there are three different degrees of strain. All right. So I'm going to explain that again. There are three different degrees of strain. Can you explain the different degrees and their impact on the body? If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button now. Sure. Uh, the, the main difference between the three degrees is basically the amount of the amount of tissue damage, uh, to the muscle and tendon. So, you know, a sprain is something that's going to happen to a ligament. That's when we damage the ligament. A strain is referring to the damage or the tearing of a muscle or a tendon. So the first degree strain, uh, could range from, you know, somebody like feeling like you just overstretched your muscle, uh, or worked it too hard. You know, there's a few muscle fibers that are torn. You're going to have, you know, minor pain you know, maybe a little bit of weakness, uh, you know, you might have some swelling, but, you know, like if you go back to like, say the hamstring example, if someone has, you know, has a, uh, you know, a grade one, you know, it's not going to feel good, but you could probably get a, you know, you could probably force yourself to not walk with a limp or anything. It's just not going to be very comfortable. Um, when you look at a second degree, now you've got, you know, a lot more muscle fibers being torn, you know, maybe around half of the the fibers in the muscle, and it's going to be a lot more pain, weakness, and swelling, and even some muscle spasms. Um, so now they're going to have the, this person's going to have moderate to major loss of function um, in that you know in that muscle. Um, and of course, they're going to be pain because now other muscles have to compensate for you know for the for the weakness or the dysfunction there. 
A third degree obviously would be the most severe because we're going in that order. Um, and this is where, you know, you might, you might actually have a complete rupture of the muscle. So for example, you know, we have people who've, who've come in and when we're asking them about their, you know, their, their health history, injury history and accident history, they'll say, oh yeah, you know, I, you know, there was, you know, one time I was working out or there was one time, you know, when I was at my job lifting something heavy, my bicep ripped right off, you know, right off my forearm, you know, and, and so it just, it pops right up. And so they've, they've got no function of their, of their bicep then because it's completely ruptured. So that would be an example of a, of a third degree, you know, a complete tear, basically a third degree strain. Is that repairable? Um, is that repairable? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, you know, you just don't want to let it go. I mean, basically they have to go into, to, uh, to have it reattached. Mm, mm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen that those varieties, right? What's the most common I'm assuming is the first degree that you've seen. Yeah. Yep. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And the real, the, the real danger there. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, can, you know, can relate to this. I know, you know, back when I was younger, before I know what I know now I've done it where, you know, you go in, you know, you're really enthusiastic about how many reps or how much weight you're doing or, you know, how hard you're working and you, it feels good. You keep going. And then you get, end up getting like maybe a grain, you know, grade one. Um, but then you're like, ah, you know, I'm tough. I can, I can train through it, you know, but that's not a good idea. You know, you don't want to be tr trying to train through the pain, but you know, fitness enthusiasts, athletes, or just people who have a really strong work ethic will tend to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. They want their no pain, no gain. Like we talked about, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> what a yep. terrible phrase that's been thrown out there. Right. 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 <laughs> oh man. Okay. Many will come to your training facility when an injury has occurred. Often many clients have exhausted all efforts to heal an injury, such as a, as chiropractic work, um, physical therapy, and possible, like you said, medical pharmaceutical intervention. Um, what have you seen as some of the biggest challenges they face? So we're going to break it down from the emotional to the financial or financial, financial, sorry. We're going to break it down from emotional, emotional, financial, and physical. So let's start with the physical factors. Sure. Yeah, we like to see people before they're, you know, they reach that point. But what, yeah, when they reach that point, it can be pretty devastating. And, and, and now there's just so much going on in not just their, their body, but also their mind. Um, so by the time people come in to see us, they're no longer in that acute stage. So when, when somebody is in, you know, they've just, you know, they've just injured themselves, you know, and, and so there, there's pain, there's swelling, all that kind of stuff. You know, then they need to go in, you know, to maybe see a physical therapist or a chiropractor or somebody who is more, uh, you know, they're the professional who's yeah. trained to handle that, that acute mm -hmm. stage. Once that settled down and now they're in their chronic stage, now the rebuilding and the retraining process has to take place. And that's kind of where we come in. Yeah. Um, and this is also where the lifestyle coaching becomes critical because if someone doesn't take the time to kind of address some of the, you know, the, the thinking and the emotions behind it, then the results that we get from the physical are going to be rather meager and, you know, probably short lived, but, you know, a lot of the training, you know, we, um, if somebody has, um, if someone has exercised a lot, for example, with free weights and they understand their body really well, you know, they're, they're not going to have as much of a challenge, um, physically because, you know, they're aware of their body, they're aware of, you know, joint position and um, what muscles are working, what muscles aren't and all that kind of stuff. So they can, they can, you know, work through that um, a lot better. But if somebody has been trained on exercise machines, um, 
or they've, if they've just learned the improper technique of exercise, then sort of like a, a whole relearning process has to take place. And so that can be, uh, that can be really time consuming for the person, mm -hmm. because again, we have to go back into the mental because they really have to focus on that now. Mm -hmm. um, another one is just the physiological load from all sources. So sometimes when people injure themselves, they not only have to, you know, deal with the, the physical injury, but now they have to make their whole body healthier. So we need to really look at the various, you know, other sources of stress, the, the other sources of physical stress, the environmental stresses. So this is where we need to really look at, you know, um, work with people on their sleep, their nutrition, um, if they're, if they've been exposed to toxins and, you know, you know, even we can get, even get into visceral issues. So something that, something that people don't realize is how much, you know, the viscera can contribute to dysfunction and pain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you kind of, I, I love everything you just said. So it does, it as a physical toll, toll, right. Involved a lifestyle that's in, absolutely involved the nutrition aspect. And then Caitlin, do you help also with the emotional piece? Oh yeah. So we, yeah, we, um, we work together with clients. I mean, you say dynamic duo and it's, I mean, every client is going to basically have both of us, uh, as a resource. And so when it comes to, um, emotional factors, um, just want to point out that what's going to be challenging, uh, or what we would say would be most often a big challenge for the emotional aspect is just many times people are looking for a quick fix. They're not realizing that we're a complex organism and the process is going to take time. So we need to, you know, work with the client on where they're at in that process. Um, many times what seems like an acute injury was really a slow tearing down process for the poor person to that traumatic result. So when people become impatient, um, you know, let's say we, we do get to a point where that pain is gone. They're so they're impatient. They want to rush back into what they could previously do. Um, and so really, you know, we often tell people pain is the last thing to arrive and the first thing to go. And I can even piggyback on, we've been saying the phrase, no pain, no gain is a terrible phrase. So we actually like to tell our clients, K-N-O-W, no pain, K-N-O-W, no gain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, I love that. Um, I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's So beha behavioral addiction to exercise is also a real thing. Um, so many want to add to the exercise program that we prescribe or train harder than what we're recommending. Um, we, we often have to, to bring up those topics. And other challenges that are hard to admit include a sense of and this is where, I mean, Julie, this is where you um, definitely are a great resource for us. I mean, some of those challenges that are hard to admit is the sense of insecurity, loss of emotional validation or self-esteem since they can't work or exercise or participate in sport to the same degree. So trying to bring up some of that root of, you know, why do you feel the need to go harder um, at this time? So that is, I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. We need, you guys need to come back on and we need to do, we need to talk about um, exercise addictions because I think um, 
I've seen it in the gym. I see people spending so many hours of their day there. And um, honestly, I think there's an addiction component to it. We all know there's a genetic component to addiction and there's various forms. There's emotional addiction. There's actual chemical addiction. And I have, um, I've seen exercise addiction and you hit the nail on the head on so many factors. And I'd love for you guys to come back and talk about that piece. Yeah, we'd love it. <laughs> awesome. I, I last one is the financial factor because I think that's a huge piece as well. Can you guys expound on that? Sure. Yeah, the finances can be uh, a big stress, and we we do hear that a lot from our clients. Um, you know, especially when you know a lot of times they'll come. You know, as you mentioned before, they'll come to us after they've already seen other professionals, um, and when solutions can't be found readily, then this can be very frustrating because they've already spent so much money and now you know, they're looking at us and, and, you know, looking at spending money on us and, you know, you know, we're honest, we're, you know, we're telling them no one has all the answers. If somebody had all the answers, they'd stop writing books and doing research on it. So it's just, there's every time you look around, there's, there's, there's more information. There's another book. There's another whatever that's coming out because there's so much that we don't know about it, but, um, but when possible, right. We try to network, uh, network with other professionals which then again, uh, you know, gets costly, but the networking can result in faster progress for the client. So, you know, it's, it, it's really trying to pull together, you know, a physical therapist, a chiropractor, you know, a doctor, along with what we're doing to, you know, all of us, you know, putting our, you know, putting our heads together to try to figure out, you know, you know, what is this, what does this person really need? Right. And, but with that, um, the true challenge that people face financially is that ability to see prevention as a wise investment. That's that's our belief. Um, some clients, some people, I should say, uh, will cut corners on sleep, nutrition, proper coaching in order to save money on the on other things, right? I mean, do you really need another new snowmobile? Do you really need to get new siding on your house today? Um, so it is very important to, to realize that you only get one body and investing in it is so important. So yeah, that, that's, um, that's a financial, uh, takeaway that's sometimes hard to, you know, hard for people to, to kind of think about like, where am I investing and is it really moving me towards my core? You know, it does it align with my core values and the, the dream for my life you that there's so many points to take away with that message. Okay. Um, number one, I just it came to me when you were talking about investing in self and a lot of people put their budgets together, right? They're like, well, they have the vacation budget. They have the, the must right. have yeah. budget and we have the expenditure budget for clothing and everything else, but no one ever thinks about the, the self-care self-investment in budget and budget, which includes um, mental health, physical health. Um, and I think that's so important. And especially if you've not done that, you've not invested in, in many different areas of self-care, because you're right. We've all been through chronic illness. We all know the pain of not be, being debilitated and not being able to do the fun things that we want to do. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an awful experience. It's dark. It's lonely, right? Um, and then digging yourself out of that hole and really valuing what you do for self-care is so important. So thank you for what you just said. It's, it, was, it hit the nail on the head in so many pieces. Yeah, awesome. 
Very cool. Okay. And we'll come back and we're, you guys have got to come back on, on my podcast and we have to talk <laughs> about more things because there's just so many things I'm writing down. I'm like, okay, we can talk about this. I would- I agree. I would say as we were preparing for today, we're, you know, we're just thinking, oh my gosh, like, how do you keep this to, right. you know, just a short time? There's so many, there's so many things just in one topic that we could yeah. go into. So yeah. So many, <laughs> so many, I just dive deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like, I need you to come back for this. I need you to come back for this. So we have so many episodes that we could be doing together. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, we all go to the gym and follow online extra exercise regimens that seem to be a one size fits all approach, which often, you know, is the, is the wrong approach to exercise. I'm sure you guys get real, you hear that all the time and it's frustrating to hear. Um, you are educating clients on how to be intentional and less reactionary with exercise. Can you further explain this approach? Sure. Um, you know, really what we're trying to do with people as, you know, you know, after they come in is really change their thinking about the purpose of exercise and being more aware and intentional with, okay, I should do this, but not this. Uh, you know, right now my body needs this. It doesn't need this. So, you know, um, you know, uh, somebody had a, had the phrase one time, I didn't come up with it, but um, I forgot who, who first said it, but it was like, you know, exercise is like a medicine. If you give the wrong medicine and the wrong dose to the wrong person, you're going to get a bad result. If you get the right medicine and the right dose to the right person, you're going to get a good result. So, you know, you have to treat your exercise like medicine. Um, another way somebody else put it was that every time, you know, think about the energy you expend in exercise. Exercise is a stress. So, you know, you're, you're going into the gym and the idea is you're stressing your body as a stimulus for your body to change. So what stimulus are you giving your body? And understanding that I grow or, I, you know, I grow stronger, more powerful, faster, whatever, outside the gym, not in the gym. The gym is just a stimulus. So every time you wrap your fingers around a dumbbell or a barbell or a kettlebell, that's an investment. So you have to make a wise investment with your, with your energy there. So Absolutely. I didn't come up with those. I, I mean, I got those from somebody from other strength. Coaches, <laughs> That's okay. So. We're all stealing things these days. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I just, want, I I just want to claim it. And it's not mine. You know, so, um, I love but, that. Yeah. yeah. So people really need to exercise for their unique situation. So again, looking at, you know, not just where are my muscle imbalances, but where am I in my thinking? Where am I in, you know, the rest of my health, right? If somebody comes in and they're already completely stressed out from, you know, from, you know, something happened in their family or something happened at their job and they didn't get much sleep last night and they come into the gym, that's not the time to work out your stress with a super hard workout because your body's under already under so much stress. So again, thinking, being very aware, like, how do I feel today? So even if we give somebody an exercise program, we'll give them a range of sets and reps and things like that so that when they're on their own doing it, they think, okay, I'm really stressed today. So I'm not going to try to, you know, to do all my sets, all my reps, you know, I'm going to really kind of cut back a little bit today because, you know, I have all the stress from all these other sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a so, really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm so sorry. oh, so, um, so we really start with two specific, you know, assessments in two specific areas. There is the physical assessment where we're looking at joint range of motion and, you know, muscle imbalance and all that kind of stuff. But we also, do a lifestyle or a wellness assessment to help 
us understand the person and we go through all of that with the person after they do after they complete the questionnaires and everything so that they are more aware of where they're at mm-hmm. so that yeah. they can make these conscious intentional decisions yeah and right. we're going to i'm sorry we're going to get into your processes and assessment go ahead caitlin i'm sorry Oh, I was just going to say, similar to what David mentioned, you know, if somebody is struggling with postural issues, muscle imbalances or other dysfunction, then we do need to work on improving the mobility and stability and strength we're needed before we progress. So it's not like, you know, just because an exercise can be done doesn't mean that that person should do that exercise. So we want to, after the assessment and considering all, all the wellness analysis, um, that's how we're, we'll prescribe the exercise. So if a person is struggling with those health concerns or under that high stress load or what David mentioned, physiological load, the exercise is kept low or moderate until those stressors from health lifestyle are alleviated. Uh, sometimes people need to increase their health and vitality before they can get into the intense exercise. So it is the idea of becoming healthy first in order to become stronger or lose body fat. You guys have made so many good points because when I was at the height of my chronic illness, I could do nothing. And one of the things that I want to say as I was healing and getting better, um, I, I, I decided for myself that the way I addressed exercise in the past wasn't applicable to where I was at as I was healing. So um, I often tell clients in my podcast, you really need to do a conscious check-in. And I call you guys like a conscious check-in with self, right? But you guys have all the tools, which we're going to get into your process and assessments. Um, But you guys have the tools and everything. I know for myself, um, as I was healing, I knew my adrenals were really taxed. I dealt with adrenal burnout. And one of the things that I, I, I knew was important is I had to move again. I had to get up. I had to, I had muscle wasting. Um, and it was important for me to rebuild. I was 97 pounds wet and I knew that I needed to put on fat and muscle and as I was healing, um, but I couldn't go hardcore. <laughs> And so um, I remember somebody saying, well, why don't you, why don't you, you know, where you're at right now, why don't you get into CrossFit? And I thought, there's no way I could get into CrossFit. (laughs) That would literally wipe me out. So I avoided it like the plague. Um, I began doing lots of just slow movements, getting back on the bike um, and just slow and conscious. And I think that you guys are really making a good point, um, especially from where you guys have been and where I've been and understanding that you really do need to have some self-awareness. And I think self-awareness in every aspect of your life, including exercise is so important. And um, so let's get into your process and assessment. So number one, what is the type of client do you work with? Uh, We really work with a whole range of clients. Uh, A lot of the people who come to see us are fitness enthusiasts or athletes, but we really work with anybody. Um, But, you know, the, the key is, 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 is the person open to a scientific approach to training and exercise progression and to dealing with their whole, their whole self. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're ready to, you know, they're, if they want to learn ready for change, willing to communicate openly with us, uh, like any real, like, you know, coach athlete kind of relationship, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so again, ideally people come see us before they get injured, but a lot of times people don't realize something's wrong until they actually get injured. So, um, so we really work with all, all kinds of people in that sense. It really depends on, 
you know, are they ready to see someone like us or is their mind still kind of, you know, you know, all into more of like, you know, the hit, the CrossFit, the boot camp kind of mentality that kind of got them to where they were in the first place. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. So how do you do, how do you determine if your services will impact their health and wellness goals? So we really believe that the consultation is a two-way interview. Um, the client should find out all they can about us. Make sure that we're a good fit. Make sure that our approach is um, something that they also believe in, right? And that we'd work well together. Um, we're going to talk about their primary concerns, short-term, long-term goals. Um, and at the same time, we, we need some, some health and exercise history before we move forward with an assessment. We often, of course, are going to, you know, depending on, on how that conversation goes, we'll definitely refer them to seek medical, you know, medical attention or seek that, you know, speak to their doctor. Um, if, if, you know, if through that, that conversation, we believe that that's, that medical intervention is important, um, or something that needs to happen, uh, before they come see us. Um, but then, you know, based on the consultation, um, if, if the client and I, you know, the client and us want to move forward, then we'll schedule their initial assessment. And based on the consultation, the assessment goals, um, availability, I mean, we're people, right? We have to talk about just what's going on in life. So together we determine if we're a good fit. And in some cases we're not, but, you know, if anything, we can be a, a player in that, in that person reaching their goals. Um, you know, like I said, there may be times where we refer them to somebody else. Uh, but if we can, if we can come alongside what they're doing and, uh, help them reach their goals, we certainly, uh, would love to do that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. So then if I was a client, let's just give an example. I was a client and I was seeking your services. What would I expect initially? Sure. Yeah. So the um, the first thing that we usually schedule again, most people who come to see us are really they have more of a physical fitness kind of a focus, um, or they're focused on their physical pain, and so that's where we start with people sometimes. Um, so it's a ninety minute initial assessment, um, which includes like a standing postural assessment, and we're assessing joint range of motion, length, tension, relationships throughout the body. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the tests that we really use, um, you know, really come from, you know, it feels like physical therapy. Now we're not physical therapists, but we use those assessments to determine, you know, what really needs to be strengthened, what really needs to be stretched, where is there a lack of mobility? Um, and, um, uh, and, you know, all of that stuff is really, you know, um, I mean, somebody could pick up any physical therapy textbook and really kind of see, you know, what we do um, to some degree. So for, for example, let's take the spine. When somebody comes in, I'll have, I'll be looking at their spine as well as their shoulders, head, you know, head, neck, pelvis and everything on a, on a plumb line for their posture. But then we're looking at, you know, specifically how is the curve in the upper back? How is the curve in the lower back when they're standing? You know, what is the chain? How does their spine move when they're flexing forward, when they're extending back, when they're side bending, rotating, right? Because limitations in the spine can really affect what's happening at the shoulder, what's happening at the pelvis and the hip, and even up in the head and neck. So um, so we're really looking at all those different things. Of course, it's whole body, not just spine, but that's, you know, a lot of times that's, that's where we start. And, and it's measured, you know, these are, yeah. these are measured uh, yeah. findings, which, which is really cool because the client um, gets to see that change when we do the post-assessment. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's important. 
Yeah. So, uh, so for example, one, um, uh, one thing that is very common is, is people will get into what's called an upper cross syndrome. Uh, upper cross syndrome was, was, was first, um, pine, you know, these muscle imbalance syndromes was first uh, pioneered by Vladimir Yanda and his work is all over the internet. Um, people are carrying on his work. You've got an upper cross syndrome, lower cross or middle cross syndrome. And um, there's a lot of art research articles out there that people can look at. Uh, but an, a basic upper cross syndrome is where, you know, if you imagine somebody sitting at a desk and working on the computer or they're, 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 they're texting on their phone, they're sitting and driving, they're in that posture where that rib cage comes down, which increases that first rib angle, right? That really increases the, the curve in the upper back. So now they're slouched. And because of that, the shoulders have to go forward, the head naturally goes forward. So now they have this head forward posture. So now they so now they're more at risk for straining or injuring the soft tissues and the muscles in their neck, their upper back, and their shoulder. And so a lot of times people will have they'll have shoulder pain, they'll have numbness and tingling, they'll have headaches and neck aches and, and everything like that. And so um so we'll take measurements on all of this so we get a baseline. And that's one of the things that we really want to start correcting is is you know that you know the those muscle imbalances not just in the in the shoulder girdle but down in the hips as well so what's happening at the head and neck will affect what's happening in the shoulder girdle will, will affect what's happening at the whole lumbopelvic hip area so you know if we try to just correct an upper cross syndrome for example then it's going to come right back on us because we haven't fixed what's going on at the pelvis yeah. or at the foot right yeah. So, so an exercise program really needs to be, you know, more of a, more of a full body. And so to make matters worse, if somebody has this upper cross syndrome and then they don't realize it, right. They're going into the gym and they see all these people doing, you know, bench press, shoulder press, and, you know, all these other exercises, and they try to do that. Now they're actually going to have real neck pain and injury and real shoulder pain and injury. Because the interesting thing is that, especially when people want to go overhead, if they can't properly extend their upper back and bring that head back, right, that's going to keep the shoulder forward. And now they're trying to force, force that arm up into a shoulder press. And now they end up with, with what's called a shoulder impingement, which can be hard to rehabilitate from. Um, so again, it's, it's one of those things where we want to, it, if someone's aware of this and we've measured it and we can give them stretches and exercises and other other things that they can do to train themselves out of that posture, yeah. then, you know, then they, then they can get stronger again without re-injury. That, that, that was amazing. And just even your, what you did in the video is really um, helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so good. So good. Such good information. I really appreciate you guys breaking down your process. Um, Caitlin, I want to turn, turn it over to you. Um, you shared your thoughts on the emotional and mental challenges people face when you, when you've worked with clients, right? Um, share your approach and you both can share this, your approach on motivating and connecting to the emotional challenges people face when working on health and wellness goals. It really takes getting to know each and every person, yeah. uh, not just to build a foundation of trust, which is so important, um, but also just to better understand what motivates that person. Um, I highly value taking that time to listen, empathize with what each person is going through, past and present. Um, I've been there. 
but at the same time, I'm strategically working with the client to break down those barriers that are keeping them resistant to change. Those resistance areas, um, you know, David mentioned we have different coaching styles. I, I am tender and I will be loving in it, but, but I, I care too much to keep them there. Um, so, so I want to help, um, as soon as I get to know that client and I know what they're ready to hear, um, we're going to go there because really the client's the only one that can do the raw hard work, but hopefully I can be a built-in support system and, and guide in a way that keeps them moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I've witnessed you. You're, you're a good motivator. <laughs> I've seen you in action. So, um, I love it. I, you, you do a phenomenal job with motivation and coaching. So kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Atlas strength and wellness is growing. I know you guys moved into a new facility, correct? Yes. Yep. Did. yes. Yep. More room. Yep. More <laughs> room for more services. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the additional services that you guys do. Okay. So, um, the, uh, the training and coaching, um, you know, that's usually like one-on-one -on -one or small group. Um, we always try to do, you know, start with that initial assessment and, you know, people have access to our websites, uh, our, you know, so they're gonna, you know, a lot of their specific exercises and stretches and things that we're going to give them are going to be on the website. They're going to have a secure online account where, you know, they can do these things on their own. Um, so, you know, there's going to be videos, uh, and instruction there so that, cause a lot of times when people come in to see us, they're not going to remember all the instructions we give them on how to, how to do a stretch that's correct for their body, right. Or how to tweak that stretch for their body. So there's a video on that, um, stretch that they can actually access. And then they get that holistic lifestyle coaching, uh, and that starts with the questionnaires. And then we analyze the questionnaires and we, and we go through that with them. So that we are really trying to get them to understand, you know, their um, their whole person. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, uh, then they uh, once they work with us for about twelve weeks uh, or longer. Once they they're at a point where they don't need to see us as much, then they can go into a membership status where um, you know they may you know they'll work with us once a month just to you know check in um, if they're here in person. We might take some more measurements, like reassess a few things, figure out, okay, what can we progress in their exercise routine or what do we need to, what do we need to move forward on in, you know, the lifestyle, the, the, the wellness coaching piece? Yeah, because reassessment is so important. It's not that we're all going to, you know, we can't ever be perfectly balanced. <laughs> so, so reassessment is key. And then uh, like David mentioned, it lets us know where we can progress them, but also did we accidentally overcorrect by, you know, maybe, maybe the person was doing, um, some, you know, overdoing an aspect, right? So, so that, that remeasurement is key. Um, and so with the membership status, we also, we invite members to be able to exercise in our facility, um, that, that can, you know, we understand that we want to give them the tools to be successful. And so, having the equipment that is in their exercise program available <laughs> is really helpful. Yeah. yeah so um, we also offered Tai Chi once a week. Um, tai Chi, you know, originated from China. It's a mind body form of exercise, graceful, slow, continuous movement. Um, just, um, just a, an option for, for anybody who is interested in learning about Tai Chi. It's safe and, and uh, something that anybody can do. That's why we're happy to offer that for groups. And um, currently the workshops, 
Workshops is one of our services. Currently, the ones we offer are called Atlas Solutions and Stronger. So those are the two we offer right now. I'm very excited to highlight Atlas Solutions in this time because it's coming up. Uh, we don't run it continuously. So it is a hot commodity yes. <laughs> if people want to get involved. Basically, what, what Atlas Solutions is, is a lifestyle-focused workshop. It typically runs for eight weeks. That's how I've been running it, eight weeks. Um, and we cover major areas of lifestyle, wellness. Um, we work to educate and improve people's awareness of how their lifestyle is affecting them, either for better or for worse, and coach them and how to improve. And so it's really really um, enhancing someone's effort to be healthier and improve energy, enhance their progress with their current fitness level, and, and um, basically take what we do, but put it in an eight-week group environment. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's that I'm really excited to highlight. Yes. Okay. I, there's a couple takeaways I want people to understand. Um, the first one is what you said about um, you know teaching certain exercises. And I know for myself, I've been taught exercises and stretching. And then I walk away and go, what, what did I do? What did she do or he do? And how do I do that again? So I think that's a huge benefit, you guys, for those people that are tuning in, um, is that you can get access to an online video um, that will reiterate what you need to do to help yourself, which I thought is awesome. I love the idea that life happens. <laughs> life happens. And um, you guys offer a membership where you're, you're able to kind of watch and see, I'm assuming you get to know each one of your clients on a personal level and you watch how they evolve in their lives, how they're aging. Um, so I think having that option is so critical to, you know, go through a process and then kind of work on that process, have some autonomy with it. And then later on, see, do I need to shift? Do I need to change? I, I found with my own exercise, um, you know, workouts and everything that I've had to shift from, oh, I don't need yoga. I don't need to stretch. I don't, I went from like hardcore, you know, weightlifting and training to, yeah, I do need yoga and I need help with that. So as I'm aging, um, so things happen in life. And I think having that option and that availability um, for these services is important. And lastly, what I want to say is about the Atlas Solutions. Um, the workshops are phenomenal. Um, I've looked at them and I, I do love that she is offering this. And I'm assuming you're going to continue to offer it online, right? Yep. It is both online and in person. Yep. Perfect. I love that. So, um, people do not actually have to live, you know, close to where you guys are working. Um, but if you guys want to learn more about the eight week lifestyle, um, Atlas solution workshops, you guys need to go check out, check it out on their website, which is www.atlasstrengthwellness.com. So, um, let's get into that piece. So people know how to get in touch with you, contact you, um, and talk, you know, talk more with you guys. First and foremost, your website information, like I just said, is www.atlasstrengthwellness.com. What other, you know, social media platforms do you guys offer? Newsletters? Can you kind of break that down for us? Absolutely. So yes, we are on Facebook and Instagram, um, just Atlas Strength Wellness. And um, we do offer a monthly newsletter an e-newsletter. So it's through email and anybody can subscribe to that newsletter. Um, you can find the place to subscribe on our website under health tips. 
and basically you just put in your contact your your contact information your email and um, then you'll be on that that subscription so it's it's a free uh resource and we just send a, a newsletter out once a month usually there's going to be upcoming news events opportunities for prospective uh and current clients along with helpful tips videos we'll do we'll kind of pick pick a topic that we want to focus on each month and we'll do a little video um, we also put in some recipes and nutrition and supplementation tips on that newsletter. So it's just a great resource and it's shareable. So, you know, if you come across something in the newsletter that you're like, oh my gosh, you know, my, my sister needs this, <laughs> you can share it. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're happy with how the newsletter has been, been going over with, for people. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So let's, let's dive into the Atlas solutions. What, what's coming up for you guys? What's either, are there any new workshops, uh, are you guys doing books? What's happening? Tell, tell us <laughs> more. <laughs> uh, so we, we are doing a run of Atlas Solutions. It's coming up. People can register online or contact us directly. And we are offering an early bird. So if listeners register by March 13th, they can get 10% off the total investment. And if they contact us mentioning this podcast, uh, we would like to offer them a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session during the workshop. So it'll be small group, but if listeners mention uh, the Flip and Shift podcast, we want to spend a one-on-one -on -one time with them and, and really make sure that they are ultimately so successful in those eight weeks. What? You guys didn't tell me yes. about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, you guys. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be a part of it. Thank you. That's wonderful. So you guys need to take advantage of this opportunity. It's huge. Go to their website. Again, it's www.atlasstrengthwellness.com forward slash services forward slash workshops to, to sign up if I can talk today. All right, you guys, we have three last really important questions that I ask every single person that comes on my podcast. And I'm going to break it down. I'd like to hear from each one of you, from Caitlin and you and David, um, what inspires you with the work that you do? Let's start with Caitlin. There's a, so I keep a warm, fuzzy folder. It is a real folder and it is just, it is from all my years in the industry. Um, Anytime a client or participant or somebody has given me what I call a warm fuzzy, I, I keep it. And I love having that, that memorabilia for um, being a part of their journey. So there's really nothing better than receiving a warm fuzzy from a client. I <laughs> um, love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It, it just, it truly keeps inspiring me every day. Uh, when someone honestly shares a breakthrough in their health or reaches a fitness goal, uh, I'm just so blessed to be a part of it and there's nothing like it. So, because ultimately, ultimately I would love for, for everyone to have that empowerment for their own health. Um, and once, once you feel like you understand your body a little better, you feel more empowered to make some of the decisions from your health, life is going to be more of an adventure worth exploring again. And it's life-changing for the client and for me. So as I'm watching this transformation unfold before my eyes, you know, and the relationships that are built in the process, it's, it's really not just a passion. It's my purpose. And, you know, that said, every fitness professional who's clearly um, wanting their clients uh, best interest, or, you know, every, every professional who clearly has their clients best interests at heart 
that inspires me to keep going, be better and um, impact lives and how I, and how God asks me to. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's beautiful. Da- David. Um, yeah. For, for both Caitlin and I, we do this because we really believe it's, you know, it's God who inspires us. You know, God has kind of given us, given us his purpose and, and working with people is, uh, is really a privilege. Um, so as I mentioned, like I was, you know, I was into aviation and I've, you know, working on aircraft, working on cars and whatever. And it's like, yeah, you can work on a piece of machinery, but it's really a privilege (laughs) to be, to be working with people, you know, and, and, um, and so we really value it, uh, value that. And that really does inspire us to, um, to do that. And we love, we, we do love seeing the change in people. Um, it's when I see the joy on somebody's face, when, they can do something that they've always wanted to do, um, or maybe they used to do it and they can't anymore. Or, you know, it might just be something, you know, something as simple as as participating again in a recreational activity um, that, you know, because they were injured or because, you know, they need more strength or whatever it might be to just see the joy in their face. Um, so I don't keep a warm fuzzy folder, but 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 there is one back here. You there, know. There's a there's a folder back here in the back of your yeah, brain. Yes, you know, I get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I um, love it. Yeah, I'm also inspired by reading and learning from those that are smarter than me. You know, so um, the um, you know um, a lot of the things that I come up with, I you know like or I don't come up with a lot of things that I do. Um, a lot of things that we do were really developed by other people who pioneered this before us. So we're really applying what these other people have really figured out. Um, And the reason that inspires me is because it it never ceases to amaze me how fearfully and wonderfully made we really are. The complexity of who we are physically and emotionally is, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, it it, it never ceases to amaze me. It just, it, it, you know, you can take it so deep and we, we keep learning more and more and more. I agree. And God, I, God really did make us perfectly imperfect and everything was made for intention and purpose. So you hit the nail on the head. I love that. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. So what do you hope to see yourself doing in the next five to 10 years? Whoever wants to start, go for it. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, next five to 10 years, I hope to be a mother. <laughs> yes. Join my club. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'd also really like, I'd like for Atlas to be um, more involved in the community through fundraisers, charitable causes. Um, like we said, we like to network and, um, you know, two heads are better than one. Three heads are better than two. Um, if we can join forces and, and really just make an impact um, community, state, world, nation, you know, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We need a lot of that. We need healing. We need lots of healing. <laughs> so yes, yeah. please keep doing that. Yes. Go ahead. David. Yeah. So as Caitlin said, we, we would like to be parents someday. Um, so I'm not going to elaborate on that, but the, um, <laughs> um, but in addition to that, you know, you know, I would really like to see us, you know, kind of doing what we're doing right now, just more effectively and impacting more people. So whether that's through fundraisers, or charitable organizations, or, you know, we are, we're always trying to, you know, to, to learn more and, you know, so we can get results with people faster, yeah. um, you know, so that, you know, you know, cause there's, there's going to be, there's, there's no shortage of people who need help, who need help. 
So right, um, right. one of our future goals is to actually offer an internship opportunity for kinesiology students. So I, um, I used to teach at UW Oshkosh. Um, and, uh, and so I know there's, there's students there who need internships and, and, you know, some of them, you know, you know, are starting to think along this lines. And so, you know, being able to offer, offer internship opportunities for, for students who feel like this is the path they'd like to take, um, rather than just being, you know, you know, going into the mainstream, you know, fitness field, right. To actually start to explore this area of really, you know, assessing and um, identifying and prioritizing, you know, what their clients really need. Absolutely. So, so this is something that you want to do. You're, you, are you guys starting that process of creating kind of like an internship or scholarship type thing? What, what? Not yet. We haven't started yet. yet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I have some people in mind as you guys were talking of like some, some, yeah, some kids that would, I think would love this opportunity to niche into that field. I, I think it's a phenomenal thing that you guys may end up doing, which I know you will. So that's wonderful. Well, thank you. Okay. Last question. And, um, okay. So what hope rope message would you like to give to people who are struggling with their health journey? Uh, I'll start. Um, I think the biggest takeaway would be, or I guess, you know, hope rope, true strength comes from within. You have to work on what's in here. You have to work on what's inside before expecting to be strong on the outside. And that should bring hope because it's, you know, it's, it's possible. It is possible, but you have to go there. You can't be afraid to, to ask yourself the tough questions of, of why your behavior is the way that it is. And of course, seeking help. Um, looking to professionals, you know, never be, never be too afraid to ask for help. Um, and, uh, you know, whether big or small, you know, sometimes in our minds, we think things are, are, oh, it's not, you know, that's not that, that severe. It's not that important. I can, you know, big or small, uh, we all need help. We all need each other. And, um, so there's just so many, there's so many levels you can take that, that hope wrote message, but just remember that true strength comes from within. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it would be that, you know, every, you know, everyone has their trials. Um, you're not the only one. Um, there's other people out there who can relate to you. Um, but to also to see the trials, not as burdens, but gifts. And, you know, when you're in the midst of a trial, that's really hard. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, if endured constructively, um, they do help us to learn the things that we need to learn and to see things that we didn't see before. Um, you know, and they also, like what Caitlin was saying, they also increase our, our, you know, inside it, it helps to increase our strength, endurance, patience, and character. Um, so the, um, you know, everybody's on their own, um, you know, health and development journey and, 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 and um, so kind of view those trials that you're going through as really, you know, those are things that are going to shape us. And so we can either be shaped for the better or for the worse. It really depends on how we see that trial. Yes. Yes. You guys so good. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. You're so inspiring. And I, I wish you both the absolute best. Thank you for this interview today. I think it's going to help so many people. Um, I just appreciate you guys. And I feel really honored and blessed to have gotten to know you both. 
Oh, we feel honored and blessed to know you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, everyone that's out there listening, if you want to get in touch with Atlas Strength and Wellness, you can e- email them at info at atlasstrengthwellness.com. You can also find their website at www.atlasstrengthwellness.com. You can connect with them on Facebook and their handle is at strength wellness and also on IG, it's Instagram their handle is Atlas Strength and Wellness. They do have YouTube and LinkedIn. So um, go catch them there. I guess Caitlin's on LinkedIn, correct? Correct. Okay. Okay. So Caitlin Visor is on LinkedIn. So connect with her if you have any questions. Thank you guys so much. And thank you to all that tuned in today. Stay tuned for thank our you. next episode. Yeah. Bye guys. Thank you. A special thank you to our guest experts, David and Caitlin Visor of AtlasStrengthWellness.com. You can find all of their links in the description of this episode. If you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified of future episodes. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, or connect with us through our website at www.flip.flip.com in shift.com. Again, www.flipinshift.com.